Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. Welcome to The Staffing Show. We're here today with Forrest Wagner, Chief Information Officer of Staffmark. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Forrest. Glad to be here. Um, so Staffmark is regularly named one of the best staffing firms to work for in the industry. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what sets your culture apart from other staffing firms. Um, I think you really just said it. It's, it's, it's culture. Um, you know, I think, uh, we have, a you know, um, a lot of vested interest in, in what we do, um, you know, as a staffing company, of course, we our job is to, you know, at, at the root level is to find people jobs, right, and employment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we really take that mission to heart and really look at it as changing people's lives. We've done a lot of, uh, you know, reaching out. I know we were, uh, we were at one of the uh, retreats that we do, and I think we ran into... Uh, individual who was uh, from Jamaica and he was looking to go to the States. And, you know, I think we ended up uh, working with him to try to get him over here under a visa and, and uh, find a job so that he could start, you know, living his dream, so to speak. So really take that to heart. And, and you know, um, yes, you know, ultimately it is about finding people jobs that they want, but we look at that as leading to um, kind of the beginning to, changing their lives and um, hopefully making it for the better. That's a, that's a great story. Um, do you, uh, and as the, so I'm going to zoom out a little bit, an industry that grows as quickly as ours is bound to go through some growing pains. And I think the industry is going through some of those right now. So in your experience, um, what does the in- industry need to do to sort of keep up with that change? So traditional staffing is obviously not technology. It's, it's not, uh, you know, uh, it's not a technology company. That's not mm-hmm. our job, so to speak, or what we do. Um, however, you know, I'd argue that any company that's, you know, going to remain in business or continue to grow uh, is really a technology company, um, you know, whether that's their main uh, business or not. Um, technology is, you know, critical to success of any, any business in any industry, um, whether it's manufacturing, medical, banking, financial, doesn't matter. So, you know, in terms of staying relevant, I think, is probably the, the most critical thing, and technology is one of those things uh, that helps us, you know, remain relevant and making sure that we are constantly looking at uh, new technology that, you know, as it becomes more available or readily available, um, you know, does it fit our business model? Does it does it fit our values? Uh, and, you know, ultimately, will it drive uh, drive revenue? Um, so, you know, we're constantly on the, on the outlook for, for new things, um, but you got to be careful. Um, you know, uh, anytime you implement change within an organization, and and as you put it, we've, we've done a lot of growing over the past 15 to 18 years. Um, 
mm-hmm. and change has kind of become, you know, un, uh, fortunately, but unfortunately, I guess, you know, it depends on which, which, who you ask, um, you know, mm-hmm. change has become part of the culture and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and again, going back to the technology piece, I think change is just, just as important as being able to um, remain relevant um, requires change and organizations, whether staffing industry or others, I think uh, have to um, develop or adapt to that mindset that that change becomes a normal part of doing business and not, you know, something that's unique or, or um, infrequent. Or, or or something to be resisted too. <laughs> yeah, way. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, you mentioned something that I uh, find really interesting. Uh, you said that you um, strive to choose tax choices that align with your values. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you do that, or how you think about um, tech aligning with your values? Sure. So, I mean, in general, um, I guess you could, I mean, if you look at, for example, you know, our our core values and, you know, empowerment, accountability, integrity, uh, and passion Mm -hmm. and performance, those are kind of our four, four core values. Um, and, you know, for example, um, you know, we, and from the empowerment standpoint, um, you know, we want to invest in or implement technology that, that allows, you know, both, um, you know, ideally all of the groups, right? Whether it's a, a customer, mm-hmm. uh, a candidate, a current employee, or an internal employee, even, um, to, do their job, you know, um, autonomously as much as possible without mm-hmm. as much oversight. And I think, you know, that, that kind of plays into that empowerment value, just for example. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, you could, some of the stuff is, I don't think technology based, uh, you know, integrity, I think is a human, <laughs> a human trait more than it is a, right. a, a computer one or a technology. Right. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's things that help us um, um, have those checks and balances that are technology based that, that ensure that, you know, what we think is the right thing to do is the right thing to do. You know, whether it's uh, an auditing process um, of our financial systems or, or a cybersecurity, you know, um, review or, or whatever. So um, I think investing in those technologies that, that drive those core values is, is important. It does, you know, it doesn't mean that's the only technology that we look at and that every single one of them has to line up with a value, but oftentimes, mm-hmm. even in a roundabout way, uh, sometimes they, they end up actually supporting those values and then definitely, you know, our mission. So, This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? 
you'll instantly get a referral program like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. In your experience, what tools or um, tech solutions have been has had the biggest wow factor, the biggest impact for your team on the ground? I think that's going to be different depending on who you ask, right? Um, mm. Because, you know, we try to implement tools that have the you know greatest impact on the organization. And, and obviously, you know, that means that if we can implement something that impacts, you know, internal employees, uh, our temporary employees, our customers, and our candidates who haven't even applied with us yet necessarily, or the 2B candidates, um, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously those are the the most ideal. But, you know, if you're looking at certain groups, for example, you know, if you're looking at recruiting and uh, sales, you know, uh, text us has been a very useful tool for, um, getting out our message on, on jobs or, uh, Mm -hmm. new positions or new shifts that are available. Um, you know, that's a, that's a good example of, you know, where it's, it's used in multiple places, you know, or within multiple roles within our organization. Um, Mm you know, so customers, Customers get the benefit of it, right? Um, but mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, employees can use it, and uh, it can be used as a sales or recruiting tool as well. And it, you know, can can do that autonomously or or manual, and you know, gets the message out there to a large population, and it's a consistent message. Uh, so uh, you don't have yeah. to worry about you know um, different messages uh, going out to the same group. Um, mm. and it does it in a very timely and quick fashion. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's one minor example of, I think technology, you know, that we've mm-hmm. adapted that, that is impact had a bigger impact than just specifically a certain department or a certain group within our organization. Yeah. And it's interesting that those seemingly small tech choices can have impacts across an organization that I think some people think of technology solutions as either really uh, having a really small or constrained impact um, or being like a massive solution, like a CRM or something. But that's a good example of just like a simple tool that can change things across the organization. Yeah. It can have a significant impact, even though, you know, it may be small in, in you know, uh, the groups that it impacts. It still can have an overall, mm-hmm. um, you know, positive, uh, a positive uh, impact to the entire organization, even if it's just mm-hmm. certain groups. So. Um, so I hear a lot from the staffing execs that I talk to, um, and you, we hear it at all the conferences that we go to, that the war for talent is getting tighter and tighter. Um, 
And I think a lot of times people point to the same sort of tired um, sourcing platforms, you know, that everyone has been using for a decade and and they're getting sort of flooded with staffing firms. Are there any alternative sourcing models or even alternative ways of thinking about sourcing that um, you're really excited about? Well, in my opinion, it all comes down to choice, right? Um, Today's, you know, uh, potential worker or, uh, you know, employee is uh, looking, I think, for more choice than maybe one, uh, you know, maybe uh, I was when I, when I, when I started my career or Mm -hmm. my folks, for example, um, were. Mm -hmm. And I, so I think allowing, you know, letting the employee decide how they want to be contacted, how they want to apply for a job, how they want to schedule their shifts, how much human contact or one-on-one conversations or, in-person meetings. I mean, you can talk about interviews through, you know, technology like mm-hmm. Skype or, you know, uh, Microsoft Teams or uh, Harkin or all sorts of these other technologies that, that exist out there um, to do some type of interview. But, you know, I may be of the type that likes to do that face-to-face, um, mm-hmm. you know, not through a computer or over a video camera or an audio recording, for example. Um but allowing them to make that choice, I think, can be a differ- differentiator <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. between getting that candidate uh, to be your employee versus a competitor. So I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it's just one thing, um, but ultimately, I think it's a bunch of things that, uh, that lead up to or, or result in choice. Um, and letting the individual choose what they want and the experience that they want. Do they want, again, you know, chatbots, another, another big technology that gets used a lot in the industry and uh, mm-hmm. is really getting some momentum. You know, I may, I may prefer just to pick up the phone and call somebody. But every now and then, maybe I don't want to talk to somebody. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm, you know, in the doctor's office waiting to go in mm-hmm. waiting room, and you know, I can just do the chatbot and get the information I want. So it could be situational too. I mean, but I think it's all about allowing, you know, choice, giving as much mm. choice as you can, and you know, whether that's in the form of technology or you know, uh, environment or culture that the company offers. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, it's all about choice. Mm, that's a great point. And how do you see the industry evolving in the next few years? Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully it continues to grow. Uh, <laughs> we all need that. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, your recession is a, is a, is is a, you know something that that's that's on everybody's mind, right? Doesn't matter what industry you're in, and and it's always something that gets discussed and looked at, and you know, um, you never know. Um, so you kind of yeah. you know, there's indicators and 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 markers that uh, you know they put out and, and suggest that oh we may get a recession then or in six yeah. months or maybe it's a year. And so, you, you know, you've constantly got to be looking at those and planning for them. 
Um, but I would argue that you almost, you know, you almost always should be doing that. Um, that way before it hits, when it hits, if it hits, um, you're already setting your, your position up to be successful through those. Um, so to, to your question, you know, I think traditional staffing is always going to have a place in it. I think, you know, uh, I think it's always going to be around. I don't see it getting replaced 100% by technology. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of companies out there that have, you know, part of staffing. They, they, maybe they do uh, search and match, or maybe they do, um, uh, uh, shift scheduling for employees mm. or, you know, some part of the process. And mm-hmm. I think it's important that, again, going back to this whole choice uh, is making sure that we're building solutions and providing solutions that offer the most choice to the individuals, not not just in the technology they use, but the jobs that we can offer. And And I think if we continue to do that, then the future is bright. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by TextUs. You might remember TextUs for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, TextUs has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose TextUs more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where TextUs comes in. Their real-time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out TextUs. You can claim your staffing show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. I've been thinking a lot about leadership and how uh, exec can sort of steer their companies through, you know, the hopefully not, but the dark times of, of recessions <laughs> or, or rapid change of rapid growth too. Um, but do you have any sort of, leadership advice that you've picked up throughout your career that, uh, they, that you regularly draw on, whether it's in times of growth or times of, um, stagnancy. So in my career, I've been fortunate enough to be in the staffing industry with the same company. Um, so I've mm-hmm. seen our company grow from a $300 million company when I joined to a $2 billion company. Um, so I've seen both. I've, I've obviously seen that rapid growth and I've yeah. also seen some, some bad times when we've, you know, mm-hmm. we've had recession. So, um, you know, I, I don't panic. That's one thing and mm-hmm. that probably applies to both. Um, you know, don't make, you know, my, my, you know, and, I, and I'm in the technology end of the business, but, you know, that's that's my expertise. But, you know, as a CIO in the CIO role, you know, I have to think just as much about the business, if not more than the technology. Um, 
because ultimately the technology needs to drive the business forward, right? Um, so I think that I would say, you know, change is inevitable. Don't, you know, don't fear it. Um, and uh, don't panic when when things aren't going your way, whether, you know, whether it's because you're, um, or maybe say go your way, maybe I should say, don't go exactly how you perceive them to, uh, to happen or, or predicted them mm-hmm. to happen or wanted them to happen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, stay calm, uh, stay steady, uh, kind of steer the ship, keep it on course. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's all you can do. And, and nine times out of 10, if you do those things and you're, you're planning for those things in advance and that you're looking to implement, you know, new business processes, um, new technology, whatever the case may be, consistently, you know, adapting to the industry and the changing needs, then, uh, you know, you're going to get through it. And I, and I don't think it's anything that, you know, stay steady. I mean, I'm not, I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing because change is part of what you should be doing. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my advice is <laughs> don't panic. Uh, you know, <laughs> Stay the course, as it were, and, and make sure that yes. you're doing those things in advance, so that when a recession or a downturn in the economy happens, that that, that you're not finding yourself on the short end of the stick. So that's right. Um, and what um, what uh, oh, I think it was, yeah. And so, what changes are on the horizon for Stockmark? You mean that I can talk about? <laughs> um, <laughs> Only what you so, want to share. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. So, um, no, <laughs> I mean, we, we have, uh, as I said, you know, maybe you could call it uh, forced, but, you know, we've had to uh, get very used to adapting to change within our organization, mm-hmm. whether it was because of um, growth, you know, an acquisition or a merger or, you know, um, you know, or because new technology, we needed to shift gears and do something different. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I can say is that, you know, everything I mentioned before about uh, offering choice to, you know, uh, our, our customers, our talent, um, both, both internal and external, um, that we are investing a lot of time and a lot of money into making sure that we remain relevant and as both a traditional staffing company, but also making sure that we have the technology to offer other solutions without saying too much, um, mm-hmm. to, to that, to that pool. So, um, you know, I, I think that's about all I can say about that for now, but there's definitely mm-hmm. stuff in the works and we've, we've implemented a lot of stuff this year. And I think, uh, the next Q1, Q2 of next year are going to be big for us in terms of, of that, hopefully. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Well, that sounds, that sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I hope it yeah. works out the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and for your insight. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time. <laughs>